around the world and coast to coast. This is the Phil Nason Show. You're listening to AFR, the Armed Forces Radio Network. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes. We're going to talk NBA basketball. We want to thank Armed Forces Radio for carrying the show. We want to thank Bovada and the Dollar Shave Club for trying to sponsor the show. Of course, you have to hit the links, buy their merchandise in order to keep this show on the air. I'll tell you what, we have a great, great show planned for you today. The entire show. J.R. Wilco from Pounding the Rock is on the line. What's up, dude? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. You sound a little distant, but we're good. <laughs> well, you know, I'm practicing the, the hard-to-get mode. Oh, right. You're, you're, right. you're becoming a true San Antonio Spur. <laughs> oh, you know what? You, you, you cheer for them uh, long enough, and, and you are one. Uh, I heard that. Um, Jalen Rose seems to be connected to the Spurs. Whatever. Huh? I, I know you. I, I know you like this guy, but he, he he's connected to the Spurs in his dreams. Well, I more mean, than I, likely, I, yeah. But that's see, but that's the whole part of it. it we don't really know who he knows there. But I, no, I even said true. something about it when it happened, and I kind of doubt that there's some rift, and I kind of doubt that Kawhi Leonard wants to leave because here's mm. the deal: if there was anyone who was actually born who came out of the birth canal a spur, <laughs> it would be Kawhi Leonard because he's exactly what the the type of person that Greg Popovich, Coach Greg Popovich, chooses mm. for his team. Yes. Quiet guys. Yes, it, it, quiet. You know, quiet he's, got, he's got Tony, and Tony has his issues, or had. He's grown up a lot, but you know. that they Quite a bit. Quite a bit. You had to. There was no other way. Um, and Manu is Manu. You know, he's probably one of the most unselfish guys. He doesn't flop anymore, really. But when he first came in the league, he was like a soccer player. I loved it, man. It was my favorite thing to watch. Man, it's 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 interesting to go back and watch uh, old NBA classic games. Yeah. And and watch how few charges guys try to take. Oh, I know. Um, now they would shut down the lane too. I mean, it was all you know. It was all. <laughs> it was an all. Uh, and I'm sure you would get, you know, elbows in the kidneys that went unnoticed and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, but for sure. uh, John Stockton, but, but, perfect example. Man, and uh, and just the guys that used to to, to beat on Hakeem Olajuwon uh, and all that. But but regardless, regardless, we're talking we're we're talking about a a day and an age when guys were way more interested in pounding on you than they were. Of just getting in the way just enough so that as as you were shooting a shot, you were coming down, but you but like as soon as you landed, you were going to bump into them, and then they were going to just throw their arms out and legs out everywhere. And it's 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 not the game that it was, but in a lot of ways, a lot of ways that's good. And you can't take you can't you can't take the the beautiful game and all the passing uh, that the 2014 Spurs and 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 prior to that, right? You can't take that. You can't take if you enjoy. Uh, the way that the league is going now, and the the way that the Warriors play off, uh, offense, you have to you have to you have to take the good with the bad, and and part of the bad is the fact that that uh, the, that the refs have just really bought into, uh, you know, so much of uh, what what Vlade Vlade Divac's, uh, you know, the big guy. Right, right, sure, he's the one who actually initiated the flop. 
a lot in the NBA and, and well, initiated it. I don't know if he initiated it, but he certainly popularized it because he made it so that like, like he actually crossed that, that, that dubious barrier, I call it, right? Where the, where the, where the, where the refs are, they're dubious, but you know what? I'll call it this time. Right. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I'll call it this time. Yeah, man. And then, and then steroids, though, he was great, but he, he sold it he better than anybody. It really looked the like he had been. facial <laughs> gestures, and then when you look again and they show the and replay, the hair. yeah, the and hair, hair, the whole thing. And, and he see he can't get away with it as much now because he doesn't have any hair any longer. But you know what? With the way his the facial contortions and the way you'd look at the replay, and he wasn't even touched, and he would get up laughing and smiling and winking. <laughs> and, and and you know what? That's part of the. But that was part of the deal. That's how the game was played then. He, whatever. It's yeah. It's in, it's interesting that the way that the way that things evolve. But you brought uh, up the Warriors, I, though, man. What about all these technical mm -hmm. fouls? See, I can't even watch that team. I hate watching them in the Thunder too. All those tees. I, I'm I'm a fan of the Spurs. One of the things that I like about the Spurs is, look, you can say what you want, and a lot of people will talk about Tim Duncan and the way his eyes bugged out and everything. Sure. Uh, it's popular now to say, well, Tim Duncan argued every call. No. No, he didn't. When he argued, he would argue, and that those eyes would bug out, and he would just get that look of disbelief like, I cannot believe. What did you just say about my mother? I mean, that's the way that he looked as he was arguing, but he did not call. He did not argue every call. There were plenty of calls where he, times where he just raised his hand, like, there you go. I don't. I never remember him ever saying F you to the refs. <clears throat> well, he's... <laughs> or, or throwing mouthpieces, or fake punches in the air in front of them, and uh, whatever else they do. Tim it's Duncan annoying. never did any of those things. He had those googly eyes, though, and he would let them have it with his eyes, and then that was it. Then he would turn around, and that was it. That was it. That was enough. That was it. He would have his hands out. Say your say. palms up. Adios. He would have his eyes bugged out, and he would stick his neck forward, and he would lean down like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down from Mount Olympus to talk to you here real quick and point out your faults. But that was it. Who's that the spur? Was, who's was, the spur though now that gets the most tease? You think? Pop. <laughs> well, that's his job to get the tease. But player wise, okay, all right, D Davis Bertans, without a doubt, yeah, that man sure. has zero zero self control when he thinks someone is is uh, is is bouncing off one of his guys uh, a little too aggressively. That dude has zero self. He's like in there. And you're like, look, he didn't even think about it. I mean, he just I mean, he goes in and he's all wrists and elbows at that point, man. And he just, yeah, he's picked up more text. And quickly, quickly, too, when there's any scuffle, he is right in there. And apparently that's the way he was in Europe as well. Yeah, that is the way he was in Europe, and that's a good thing. But you know what? I, I listen to Carmelo because he sometimes his interviews are great. He's very mm. open. He said they asked him about the tees and all that and the um, problems with the refs. And I think he summed it up pretty well. He said, you know, when I first came into the league, we could actually talk to the refs, and the refs talked back to us, and we developed a, re a relationship, a rapport first. Then we got to know each other and we became, well, how do I put He goes, we became like friends, so to speak. Okay. I could say to him what I thought and walk away, and he would not tech me. He goes, these guys, there's so many new refs there. They don't want to talk to you. They just want to tee you. And, well, the Thunder have always been technical prone, and the Warriors have been more technical prone since Kevin Durant showed up. I wonder if there's a common denominator there. Mm -hmm. um, 
Well, I don't know. You'd have to look at the rosters, um, like over over history, and, and see if there's anybody that that was with the Thunder organization and then is now with the other organization. Yeah, we would call that Kevin up? Durant. Oh, that's right. He did. Oh, that's he's been tough. kicked out four times this year. I can't watch these guys. Here, the thing is, is I. It's possible that the new that the new guys just can't talk to him, but it's also possible that they're just flat out had it. With with all of the raking them over the coals over every single uh, call, you know what? That's, that's a good it. point too, by the way, because I refereed when I was younger, and and I was headed in the right direction. Dick Bavetta was kind of looking after me. Oh, yeah? yeah, I was headed there, huh? but I I didn't, I didn't do know it. That. I didn't do it because I, I was more interested in my tennis and I, I was getting too busy. Plus, I didn't really appreciate all the um. I didn't appreciate the being yelled at. You know, I did some, <laughs> I did some games at UNLV, not not the UNLV team. Not a real game, but I did their mm. summer scrimmages, and I did some junior college stuff out there. But the thing is, is you get kind of tired of listening to the crap, and I was pretty young, mm. and, and I realized that maybe I don't want to do that, and so I didn't. You know, I, I <clears> haven't ref in a long time, but it, it's not an easy job. But when they're constantly talking smack to you, it, at some point you get fed up. It, but the Spurs players don't have that problem, do they? Usually, other than Bertans. Well, I mean, as far as the texts are concerned, but but it's not it's not about whether they get to say what they want to say. They get to say what they want to say. That's not an issue because they're always pulling them aside after after the fact. Right? And there's that famous there's that famous uh, moment in uh, I want to say the 2013 finals when when Tony Parker was talking to a ref and and Tim Duncan grabbed the back of his jersey and just started walking away, like literally yanking him away. He was not going to be able to talk to him anymore. Right, and, I remember that. And, it, and it's just this, this, this idea that like, you, you, you let the moment cool down. It's not like, it's not like they're going to unblow the whistle, right? But you let the moment cool down. You come back to them afterwards and say, this is what I noticed. This is what I thought. I, I got to tell you, I, I can't I, – there's so many times where I've thought as I've watched – I know I, how I would handle. I, I know how I, I think I know how I'd handle that situation, and it's like one of those deals where it's like, "Hey, Dick Bavetta, right? You know me. I've been out here playing often and off long enough, and I'm going to tell you when you go back and you watch that later today, or, or when the league sends you, you know, you know the mistakes from this game. That's going to be one of them. That's going to be one of them. I am not. I am not joking. You're going to look back at that and go, "Huh? I blew that call." You know what? And, I think and, that's part of it, though. I think part of it is is they're so tired of being second guessed that mm. they don't even blow the whistle now. When it really matters, they just know that the camera's going to do the job for them. That makes yeah. it wrong. The other thing that I don't like, if I were a referee, I suppose, and we just kind of went the wrong way with the show, but that's okay. Hey, let's make it. You know what? We're teasing all the rest of this stuff. All the all the stuff that's on the agenda, we get to. We'll well, get to we it. will get to, of course. But you know what? When you have your employer publicly second-guessing and correcting oh, you in goodness. front of everyone in, in the form of these two-minute reports. It's, they're the worst. You know what? If you're the referee, can you blame them for not wanting to blow their whistle? What's the difference? They're going to get corrected by people who shouldn't be correcting them. And, and, and I got to tell you, uh, like the, the last two-minute two report that I, I, I read in full was the one where, where – where Manu was elbowed in the chest while he was guarding the inbounds pass, right by the by the guy who had the ball and was standing out of bounds. 
Uh, was that that was a Thunder? That was a Thunder game, wasn't it? Anyway, oh, yeah, it usually is. You know, that's yeah, the other thing. That, it usually but, is that team. But the but the but the deal is, there were seven or eight different. On that one play in the two-minute report, there were seven or eight different infractions that the NBA listed that were not called. Right. And and Manu getting elbowed in the chest was obviously the most high-profile. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, there were seven other infractions. I think it was uh, four to three or five to two, and the Spurs had more infractions than the Thunder on that report. That's so. I mean, it's just like there's so many. How can you call them all? It's the, one of the last plays of the game. Everybody's grabbing. Everybody's trying to get an advantage. Everybody's going. Well, let him let him whistle, let, let, or let him blow the whistle. But I'm not going to let this guy get away from me because the guy. Obviously, the guys are, are stretching their screens out, or they're pulling and tugging on the defensive side, and they're pulling on the offensive side. And all of this is developed over the course of of, of time where. Some of this can we can let go, and some of that, and it's just not. I mean, I remember how I remember how we used to have to stand setting screens back in the day, just right. you know, playing high school ball, and 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 how how much if we moved a little bit, it was it was it was a moving screen, and now it's like, well, no, that's not a moving screen, but that's a moving screen, or you stick your butt out, that's that's movement, you're gonna get called for that, but if you like drag out the screen off across seven feet. While you you, you kind of never really said it and you just keep on moving, then that's not, I mean just I just wish I like I guess we'll get to one of the things on 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 the agenda right. We can <laughs> talk about this. The one thing I would like to change about the NBA is just consistency with the refs. Just oh, make the go. just just <laughs> consistency. You know it's 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 an understood thing that <clears throat> well they're just not calling that foul today, so you adjust. I mean you hear. Your, your announcers talk about it all the time. Well, it's getting rough. Boy, they're letting them play. Right. Why? Why let them play? Why let it get rough? If you call it three times in a row, then they'll go, ooh. And then if you call it three times in a row, every single time you see it in every game for five straight games, guess who's going to adjust? They're going to adjust earlier instead of you adjusting to – it's just – it makes it, – it's it's like it's like the whole NBA uh, ref association is like we're – you know, we're more like artists, really. You have to feel your way through a game. That's crap, by the way. In, instead, yeah, instead of, it, well, that's a foul, and so I'm going to call it. And that's a moving screen, and so I'm going to call it. And that's somebody stepping into the lane early before the free throw has been let go of. Right. How in the world do you let that happen? How, they do it all the time. How do you time. get so they, but it's They've only been doing it for years. You know when they call it in worse the playoffs? Worse and worse. Worse and worse. And here's the thing. Why call it at all? Why have the rule if you're not going to call it? And how do you get to the point where it's a little bit sooner? It's a little bit sooner. No, just call it as soon as anybody does it, and then they'll go, well, we won't get into the lane yet. There was a guy – like there was his first game the other day where somebody was stepping into the lane. Man, I sound like old man. Get off my lawn, don't I? But anyway, <laughs> well, there was, okay. was somebody stepping into the lane. It was it was a it was it seemed like a full half second, maybe closer to a second, and there was no hint of a whistle. They just let him play. Well, that's and what I'm they just do. like, what? Why have the rule? It's obvious. If the guy's in there, then then everybody gripes at you, and they go, you know what? Yes, you can gripe at me, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, you have to get used to it because we're actually calling this now. Don't know why we didn't ever call it before, but but it's the law. It's the rule. It's the way that it's the way that the rules are, and we're actually going to call it the way that the rule is. And you guys don't get a, a, a free pass on these anymore. And it'll be a two-week adjustment period. 
and then everyone will forget about it. Well, that's it. But it, but 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 if you're inconsistent about it, sometimes you call it, sometimes you don't, right? They never then know. Then it'll, then it'll hang on forever. Plus, they it'll get frustrated too when you don't, because one guy calls it, the other guy doesn't. You know, when you go back to that point you made about the players will adjust. Look at the mm. uh, delay of game when the ball goes through the net. You know something? The first two weeks, guys are getting mm. teed up left and right. Yep. And yep. then all of a sudden, they figured they it out. They don't touch it. Yeah. They don't touch it. Yeah. They, they, well, unless unless they do and they throw it immediately to the ref, then mm. it's okay, which is by the rule. You know, yeah. Sometimes these guys get stuck under the bu- under the bucket. Sure, it sure. And if, or, the, or, they're, or they're defending the shot, and then the ball comes down right in their hand. Or whatever, and they give it right yeah. to the ref, and, and nobody says a word. That's the way. That's the spirit of the rule. You and know, the other adjustment is is uh, stepping outside of the uh, of the key uh, in between free throws. Yeah, look at Russell Westbrook. He blames that on his bad free throws this year. He's always looking for an excuse. You know, he reminds me of Steve Urkel. Did I do that? After you every used time? to say my, you used to say my man Russell Westbrook. Oh, but every I used to get, I got so ticked off at him because it was all those yeah. technicals he got. I yeah. can't root for a guy who's out there whining. If I have to bring him a bib and a diaper, then forget about <laughs> it. I got no time for you. You're a grown wow. man. Act like it. You know, I get it. You're competing and you want to, and you get teed up. That happens to everybody. But when you get teed up 40 times a year and you run around as soon as you get teed up and beg them not to tee you so you don't get suspended, like Urkel, did I do that? Wow. You know what? Forget about that. I got no time for that foolishness. <laughs> he's a great athlete, a freak athlete. He is amazing. But here's the, remember when I used to call him third row? Yep. Well, you know what? He's still third row. You'd think <laughs> after 10 freaking years in the league, he would learn how to. Is it 10? Or I think 10, at least 10. You would think after 10, 9, 10 seasons in the NBA and the two or three seasons he spent at UCLA and all those Good years have. he spent dribbling yep. the basketball and learning how to play, that he would figure out by now that the people in the stands are not on his team. <laughs> wow. That was that was quite the rant. Uh, but it's the truth. He gets yeah. and here's the other thing that bothers me. All this triple double garbage. You know something? Uh, he's had a quadruple double too, you know. He's had mm-hmm. ten turnovers in a game alongside Ooh, all that garbage. I'm Be- not sure. I think I think it's. I think they're counting the positive stats. All oh, right, because yeah. the rest of them yeah. don't count. Yeah, I right. figured. All yeah. right, yeah. they count on my yeah. fantasy team, you idiot. <laughs> anyway, Kawhi Leonard, dude. Yeah, there's yeah. so much crap going on about Kawhi, and, and it was started by Jalen Rose. Really, he says, you know, he's not happy. They can't bring in free agents. Well, yeah. they've only yeah. brought in one in the last 15 years, for goodness sakes. I mean that's a pretty hard and reach was, there, and it, was, and it was while Kawhi was playing, and while and to help him, which he was the grateful the for. The man's playing phenomenally. It's not but his it's... fault that Zaza Pakulia decided to play a cheap shot artist and, and mess everything up. Don't get me started. We're gonna we're gonna uh, talk about him in a minute. Zaza the terrible. I'm talking about him all week. You just gotta continue on with this. But uh, yeah. stay within the program. I have notes, you know. I sent yeah. you, I furnished <laughs> them right. to you months ago. Well, you know what? It's your show. It's your show. Guide, guide me in your ways, Obi Wan. We have, <laughs> we have, we have a, a outline, and we've already diverted from it a couple times. But that's what <laughs> makes this so special. Anyway, <laughs> the deal is, is you've got Jalen Rose, and you know that. Okay, I get it. He's on ESPN. He's speculating a bit. Nothing to talk about that day. Okay, fair enough. But where did he get that? I get it. Not quoting your sources. I don't do it either. I mean, or revealing them because I won't either. But 
the funny thing about the Spurs, and I wrote for Pounding the Rock of almost two seasons, a season and a half, yep. I guess. Season and a half. Good season yeah. and a half. A last and a half of one and a full season of the other. And one of the frustrating things for me was trying to get information. So I ended up just writing fantasy stuff because it's yeah. just easier because yeah. you don't get any information and you can be on the number one blog or website fan site of the Spurs and they don't tell you anything. You can be credentialed media. They won't tell you anything. You can be somebody's mother and they don't get to know either. I mean, so how is it that Jalen Rose knows? <laughs> right. It's great. So the, like here's what Jalen brings, I think. The the one thing Jalen brings is is connections to the league. Got right? to give he's the a, people. He's an, he's an extra he's an ex he's an ex player. Yes, he, he is. knows guys that still play. He 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 knows guys that played with him. There yep. are a few left in the league. Mm -hmm. And 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 so that's what he brings. I to to by my lights. He doesn't bring anything else that that I I, I find that there's any value to. Oh, but I, see, I, okay, be, we can disagree on that. I anyway, know. we'll disagree ahead. on that. But you asked, you asked, and, I, and um, that's fair. I, that's a very fair. That's a I, very I, fair I, criticism. I don't, I don't, I I, I don't uh, much appreciate or uh, enjoy. I, I don't think that there's much to his analysis. Okay. Um, but the one thing he's got is those connections to the league. But he does. I'll, be, I'll be blamed if I can find out where he's connected to the Spurs. You know I, that's I, just I, it. You don't know what. What about an assistant? No, not even an assistant coach. I can't. I can't find any way, any connection where he would know about what he w felt that necessary to talk about. Do you think it's so, a family I, member of Kawhi's that's talking to him? It's possible. It's it's the uncle. I guess he's he's yeah, apparently yeah. the the business manager now. Uh, for, yeah, for but Kawhi. Kawhi's not so falling for any of that crap, man. He's a quiet kid, but he ain't falling for that crap, dude. He ain't. There is no rift there. Is no, there? there's no. Well, no, no. Hold on. I don't believe that there's any rift at all. I'm just. I'm just talking about. I'm. I'm talking about Jalen. If you want to talk about like the the entire thing, the whole rumor is. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get like, to the root of it. That's what we. Yeah. Do here. Okay. So if we're if we're gonna get to the root of it, then that's that's starting. We have to get that, rid of. That, we, if we could pull this, up the top of the weed. He's still in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta pull him all the way out. All right. So the entire thing is, I don't believe that there's any rift. I believe that there was a disagreement. I'm sure of about that. the way about the way that that, that Kawhi wanted to rehab. But was it Kawhi that, disagreeing, or was it the uh, family member? Regardless, regardless, Kawhi wound up siding with the family member. If it was a family member. Or if he blamed it on the family member because it was actually him, and he wanted somebody else to take the, you know, the, the heat, uh, you know, in the rumor mill, who knows? Right. But regardless, there's a bottom line. Kawhi felt that he knew how he wanted to handle the knee. The Spurs had the, their way, and and they couldn't meet. So so yes. Yeah, so if there's if they, if if they can't get on the same page. Then there's going to be friction, right? But that doesn't mean that there's a rift, right? Of course, there's a there's a there's a difference between it's like if, if if my wife and I go out to dinner and we have a disagreement, and then we're and then we go home and then we go home and we make up two you know two seconds after we come in the the door, which would be an uh, ideal situation. <laughs> maybe maybe we make up in the car on the way home. And so it's not even we don't even have to wait till we get home, right? right? We're already we're already you know uh, simpatico again, perfect, right? So nobody in the restaurant knows that, right? 
all they saw was a public disagreement. Well, there you go. Now, let me ask you this, though. Okay, that's a very good analogy. Well done. But you know, you know something, though? Here's the thing, though. So Coach Popovich comes on the TV screen, on, on my TV screen the other day. Yeah. And he says to me and everyone else, <laughs> Kawhi because I, I believe he speaks directly to me because I never asked him a dumb question like some people I know. There you go. And, and get flamed everywhere for it. Anyway, uh, that's my little. Laugh? Uh, yeah, whatever. We could go through the list of those kind of guys. The end of the day, he's speaking, and I say, to, I say, okay. He goes, Kawhi Leonard is not going to play more than likely for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I would be surprised. I would or be it surprised. It would surprise yes. me. Yes, it would surprise me. Yeah. Anyway. And then. Two days later. <laughs> yeah. Two days later, Kawhi. While I'm rejoicing <laughs> privately that I drafted Lamarcus Aldridge in my experts oh, league, look at you. Yeah, because I didn't think Kawhi was going to play for a long time, mm -hmm. and I was I was probably right. And, and the thing is, is this: now they say he wants to come back to to the Spurs and play. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering. I think that, they'll have him. Well, I mean, like, hold on, hold on, hold nah, on. Nah, screw him. Here. You I'm don't put him there. Live here. They'll. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll give you odds that they that the Spurs will take him back. Well, Coach Popovich, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Because I yeah. did that preview of the South, all the divisions for Creative Sport 2, where I yes. write fantasy articles, and that was a real basketball articles I was writing, and they were very nice. Long-winded, too, man. I wrote 6,000 <laughs> words there, and then I did my usual Oosh. stuff on top. I wrote two books that week, really. But anyway, I, that's neither here nor there. But I put because I was speaking with you on the phone earlier that day trying yeah. to get my information so I didn't look silly, and we kind of surmised together that they may tank if Kawhi doesn't come back because why? what would they have to play for? Well, well, that I, not, not that they may tank, but that I would, I would, I would forgive them if they, if they did. If they well, yeah, and my thing yeah. was I took that and kind of ran with it as my bold prediction for the, for the Spurs in the division. Oh, my God. Whatever, and then, and then of and course, then and then as soon Kawhi. as I, the, and then, cyber, and then the, the cyber ink Green, doesn't even dry yet. Danny Green tells everybody, uh, "Well, I mean, he told me he's coming back, and if he's if he says back, he's not just saying he's going to come back and work. He's going to say he's going to come back and play." And so, there you go. And then and then every Spurs fan rejoiced. And there you go. Why wouldn't they? I'm still rejoicing because I don't think he's going to play right away. And yeah. I still have LaMarcus, and LaMarcus and him seem to get along those nine games they played together. So <laughs> why not? And, and you know what? And, and that's the whole thing. One of the things that I kind of preach on this show and I preach in my writing is be careful who you're listening to. Now, mm. I like Jalen Rose. I, he's an entertaining guy, Jalen and Jacoby, when I was in Greece. That was one of my favorite podcasts just because I like Jalen Rose. All right? We're both Michigan guys. We're both cool. You know, we're cool dudes. I sing better than he does, obviously, but that's another story. The thing <laughs> is, is this. I like Jalen as a human being, too. I got to meet him a couple times. He's a very nice guy to me. He's family. I like him, but I disagreed with him, and I said so on Twitter. If people wanted to notice, and they did, <laughs> that uh, I thought that that was probably not the, the truth. So now Kawhi's back, and everything seems to be hunky-dory in yeah. Spurs land, and, and we can look forward to that. So... So I'm going to run down my seeds in the in the West now that Kawhi is in, in, through a through the Kiabasha in my freaking original predictions. <laughs> so here's what I've got: I've got Rockets, I got Warriors, yeah. I've got yeah. T Wolves. By the way, winning mm -hmm. I got them winning the Northwest. Okay. I've got the Spurs at number four because they probably won't win the Southwest, 
And then I have the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Thunder, and the Nuggets. Those are my eight teams. The Thunder Nuggets. I don't want the Thunder in there, though, because I don't like watching them play. Uh, so, so yeah, let me, let me, let me hear you. Uh, did you not say Jazz? See, this is the problem I have. Is the Pelicans, Anthony Davis seems to be playing on his mind, and Ooh. I have to respect that. And he's a big dude. He's, in fact, they're playing in a little while against the Spurs. We probably won't get this, obviously, get this out until Thursday. You're listening to this, mm-hmm. probably. But um, And by the way, hello, Pounders. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> I have to say hello to my people. Yeah, even absolutely. though they ran me out of town for the Manu Ginobili flopping thing, it's we, all... no, it was more the uh, it was more before you turned before you turned back and 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 gave props to Danny Green. I think it was the uh, the S word that you dropped on him. Oh right, yeah, the scrub. Yeah, yeah. that was what did it. Well, because I, you know, the thing is, is I that's what I called him when he played with LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah. I had to carry that over until he earned the you, right to remove it. Apparently, you had to. Yes. Well, I, but I did though. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I play him sometimes at FanDuel. I don't play Spurs players in my season-long leagues because that's just silly. Because you know, <laughs> Coach Popovich. Because they're going to get ga- they're going to get games off. Gonna, yeah, well, here's the thing. I wrote a thing on my, in my ten things about the NBA. I wrote Ooh. how to avoid getting popped, and because uh, I'm a master a at this now. It's a good headline. I, well, it's a good headline. it wasn't my headline. It was just one of the ten things. And I said it's pretty simple. If they're a well-known spur. Coach Popovich normally does not rest them at home. If they're on a back-to-back, he's going to play that guy at home before he plays him on the road. Danny Green will probably play every night because Danny Green's needed for defense. And something else I said. but um, so, he, so I don't call him a scrub anymore. I understand his role on that team. And plus, he's grown up a lot since the Cleveland days. He ain't dancing on lot. the sidelines. You know, he's trying his best to play basketball. And he's a spur, a real one. He doesn't mouth off to people. He's very polite when you talk to him in the press room or in front of his locker or wherever. He mm-hmm. looks you in the eye. He talks to you like a man. He knows what you said about him because all those guys listen to everything that you talk about them because they're humans, and they're still very respectful. How much does that matter? Let me ask you. As much as you – you've been in way more uh, locker rooms than I have. Mm-hmm, probably, uh, yeah. T- t- tell, me, tell me how much it matters to you that the that – the, that the athlete looks you in the eye when you ask him a question. Because it matters a lot because they're telling you the truth. They're showing you respect. See, the, you know that they're about to tell you the truth. They're not going to lie to you and tell you, give you a pat answer. And especially when they to say, hey, this is off the record. When they look at you, you can tell that they're either in pain or something. Something's bothering them. And you listen to them because I'm a lot older than those guys. So it's different. But looking me in the eye... That means that they're showing me respect. They care about what they're saying. They believe what they're saying, and they are telling the truth. Mm. And being respectful is the other thing. You know, you get these guys, I don't know, Westbrook, Durant, and their little one-word answers. You know something? I don't want to interview you anyway. And now Mm. I have to, and I have to put up with your juvenile behavior. Why? Because I'm telling the truth about your play? When you put 10 turnovers on on the sheet, I'm not supposed to say anything about that? You know, but Spurs players, Danny Green especially, he'll talk to you after a rough night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Danny, Danny likes to talk. That's why I am not. I don't say the scrub thing no more. That's one of the reasons. I even apologize <laughs> to him, by the way. Look at that. Face-to-face. Why wouldn't I? I, was, I? I told him why. He just laughed. He goes, I've grown <laughs> up, man. 
<laughs> yeah. He's a good guy, though. Anyway, so so yes. here we have the Spurs this year, and you've got old man Ginobili, who's yeah. probably going to play till he's fifty, and I think Popovich, will, <sighs> Coach Popovich, and, will let him until and it, be effective. More and than be likely, effective yeah. till they're like how far into your forties can you still be effective? Dude's dunking, man. You know, I said this on the show a couple weeks ago. I, maybe it wasn't this show. It was on my show. I do the Memphis Grizzlies show with Kev, our friend Kevin Leip. Mm, and I said, one night I'm watching Ginobili on one screen. I'm watching Zach Randolph on another, and I'm watching Tony Allen on a third. And I'm wondering, Zach Randolph is going off tonight against mm -hmm. whoever it is. Tony Allen's got three steals tonight. I can't remember who that was. And Ginobili is out there playing big minutes, important minutes. Yeah. And the only one that didn't seem out of place was Ginobili because he's always been a spur. And I wonder... Out loud, of course, I said, why is it that more teams and organizations let these great players retire in the laundry that they got dirty for so many years and put them banners in the ceiling? Man, Zach Randolph is 36. He's, he's still 36. Can... He's 36 now. He still can play. Mm -hmm. He still use that body. Sure. And yeah, his mouth, I too. Mean, like, he's great well, at that, Well, his, his mouth, he, I, don't think he ever, I don't think he ever disconnected that. I think we're... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I think it was in there. But I'm like, what, what, so let's look at this. Portland, Knicks. Uh, what is this? Toronto. Oh, what? yeah, he was up there for a little while. White Vegas, that didn't work for him either. Goodness, the Clippers, and then Memphis, and now Sacramento. Yep. Man, it's an awful lot of teams. Sure is. You know what? But he stayed with uh, the Grizz the longest, yeah, and he, he became a different person then. He did. He did. It was. It was, it was, it was weird how... How mature he suddenly uh, he suddenly got when 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 he went to Memphis. That because he was that happy. Found there. People his, left him that, alone, that, man. See, he could go to the. His, go ahead. He hit a stride. He hit a stride in that in that town. Plus, he could go yeah. to the club and hang out with Tony, and they could bust out that zip that Ziploc bag full of dope, and nobody would bother him, and he could smoke his doobies because it made him feel better and took away wow. the pain in his knees. Nobody bothered him there. And when he was in Portland, the fans were just vicious towards him. I know. I did That's a awesome. show there for two years where they crucified me every single day. And, and I'm thinking to myself, and, and I get it. When he was in New York, he had a tough time, too. He was so young and immature when he came out of college. But when he got to Memphis, mm -hmm. something happened there. And that was a good thing. He, I, would, I really thought when he left the Grizzlies that he was going to play for the Spurs this year. Mm. I thought, because he's so mature in the way that Coach Popovich always addresses him after their playoff games, always did, looking each other in the eye. See, that's yep. I, that I value that, mm. and, and so does Coach Popovich. By the way, when he does a presser one on one with you, he mm. don't ever take his eyes off you. Man, and then he'll ask when, you how you're doing first. And when and when you get looked at by Greg Popovich, you stay looked at. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Because he's that, but he yeah. listens back. That's the difference. See, a lot of these guys don't do that. He does that. See, this yeah. is turning into a great show. <laughs> I'm, I, I hope, I hope you're not too surprised. I wasn't actually. Yeah, so now we've got the, we've got the Southwest. Yeah. And, and this is, this was interesting because for the longest time, I know this probably sounds silly. I wondered how Chris Paul and uh, James Harden were going to coexist. I really sure. did. And, and I couldn't believe that uh, how even when one of them is out, 
they never seem to miss a beat, and they shoot a lot of threes. Were you surprised by them this year? Um, well, I mean, that, that, that they're playing this well, that they're right there in, in the West with the Warriors a little bit. Yeah, a little bit surprised. But I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so surprised that they're playing well. How well is a little surprising. But as we've talked about before, the, the issue is not the regular season when you've got Chris Paul on your team. The issue is the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, and the, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, that's fine. That's fine. I was just going to say the issue is the playoffs, and the issue is Chris Paul's body. Oh, yeah. He, he's, but he's, here's the thing, though. I agree with that, by the way. Here's the thing, though. He has missed his time this year already. He has. So he has. This, this but I don't, a, think, I don't think it's the kind of rest that you can get during the regular season that frees you up for the playoffs. There right. is that kind of rest. I think, I think that, that, that that will help. That could help him some, for mm-hmm. sure, missing his time during the regular season. But I'm concerned because you, you, you can excel in the regular season in the NBA – uh, by 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 playing the majority that but going through the motions and doing the majority of the plays it's it's more like a marathon than a sprint. The Forty eight minutes is way too hard to play full out, right? There's only there's only so many Patty Mills in the league, right? That that play every single play with one hundred percent effort. Everybody else they take a little off. They 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 they, they take a play at 50, 60, 70 percent. Towards the end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, man, this team is still with us. Now we got to ramp it up a little bit. But you know what? If the if the if the jumper is on, and I can just sit out here and, and hit jumpers all day, and I can get us a fifteen point lead, and I can get taken out at the beginning of the fourth quarter, then I never really had to exert myself, and I, I I took I took some effort, right? I left some effort in my body for tonight, and I can I can play play that much better if I've got a back to back, right? Absolutely, you can. That's, you know, go ahead. That is that is the way that the NBA goes. Mm-hmm. And and Chris Paul is may, may, like, like maybe one of the most elite guys ever at playing in that 60, 65, 70, 75 range. Um, and, and, and doing that, winning a ton of regular season games. I'm not saying that he's not great once everybody's playing 100%. I'm saying that his body doesn't cooperate well, no, that's a good way to put that, too. You know, this, this guy – oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. The only thing I was going to say was in the playoffs, you have to play 100% almost all game long. In the first in the first, uh, in the the first, first series, right, the first round, mm-hmm. he's fine. Right. But towards the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, you can start to see cracks in the foundation, and then he's got the hamstring, and then he's got the ankle, and then he's got the calf strain, and then – and, and the oblique, is, too. He gets the obliques the oblique, and chest strains, too. The oblique. And that is what I'm concerned with. That's what I would be concerned with if I was a Rockets fan. But look, I like all the respect in the world to his ability, to his mind, to the way he sees the game. I, I'm just concerned. I, I would be concerned if I was a Rockets fan. What happens in the second round? What happens in the third round? What is he capable of giving that team with his body? Because everybody gripes about him right or everybody wants to talk smack about the fact that he hasn't made it past the second round right but there's reasons for that you just made the it reason clear yeah it's the reason why not, not necessarily they can't take the team it's how can his team win if he's not 100 percent? how can he be 100 percent? look you're blessed with the body that you're blessed with right right i mean that's it that's it but you know what here's the thing though this is one thing real plus minus chris paul 
for years was number one, and there wasn't even a second person close to him. Because mm-hmm. he plays defense. You you got to give yeah, him this. He, he plays does. hard every second. Um, Shabazz Napier is another one who does. Um, yeah, there's a couple others, but very few guys he defends. don't take a playoff. And Chris Paul's one of them. So that's, that has a lot to do with it. But I, I like this Houston team. Um, I like watching them because I love watching these guys. When Mike D'Antoni, last year he was interviewed, and this was obviously before Chris Paul, he was on Sirius, the NBA channel, and he said to Sam Mitchell, he says, you know what my goal is, Sam? And Sam says, what? He goes, my goal is for my team to shoot 100 three-pointers because those guys are old buddies, you know, and, and Sam Mitchell used to like to jack that three. And, and Sam says, where can I sign up? That's you know, a lot. That's a lot. That's more shots than they get in a game usually. But, you know, when you think about it, when you look at their points differential is 8.8. It's just a couple notches above Golden State. You got to yeah. kind of like them. They've won 13 in a row at the time of this recording. You got to like them. But the Spurs, they're in second place there in the Southwest. And everybody writes them off every single year. They've reached the playoffs 20 consecutive seasons, which is pretty good, I think. And uh, it's a lot better than most of your teams out there. When you talk crap about this team, but uh, how do they how do they go on? I mean, you got this thing with Kawhi up in the air. Yeah. How how does it how does it look to you? Right now, it really really looks like uh, Kawhi's going to be back. Yeah, uh, I understand we, that. But what does that look? What is, how does that translate into playoffs? Oh, okay. Well, okay. So you got to talk with and without, right? Without Kawhi, it's maybe win the first series and then get knocked out in the second, right? Like in a five game series, maybe right. they, maybe they get swept. That's, that's what you're looking at uh, without Kawhi with Kawhi. I mean, it's, it's like all bets are off and they can make some noise. Uh, th- th- this team was built to play around Kawhi. This entire roster and the way they play defense is all about taking out the Warriors. And that is that that is who this team is. If Kawhi's not out there, they're mixing and matching and they're making do. Ooh, I like that. Mix and match and making do. I like it. You know what else though? They're, they have they've given up the least amount of points per game yeah. for any team in the West and is not even close. And when you think about being able to put this defensive unit out on the floor, you know, you, you know, Dejounte Murray's starting now. Right. Danny, Gr- Danny Green, excellent defender. Yep. Kawhi Leonard, the claw. Out there, the claw. All right. So two-time Depoy, right? Defensive Player of the Year, back to back. Depoy. I like the way you put that. Depoy. Like the the Depoy. I got. I like. You can have it. I mean, well, you've got those guys, and Lamarcus Aldridge are playing phenomenal defense as well. I mean, whoever you put out there as a as as the fifth guy, and you know they they run a, a number of different guys. They 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 let Powell come off the bench. Uh, they've had him start, but no matter who that fifth guy as is out there as the as the power forward, that's a phenomenal defensive team. It's going to oh, be yeah. really hard to score against that team, and 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 that is that's what you're going to have to deal with in the playoffs. Is it, like the Spurs have had issues scoring. Well, Kawhi takes care of those issues as well. The Spurs have had uh, issues uh, in, in a stretch of games scoring in clutch time. Kawhi's a phenomenal clutch, clutch player. The, I mean, like every like every single issue this team has, literally, is because Kawhi hasn't played any games. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he hits the floor, all of those things get ironed out. 
Right, that they do. But who? How many games is he going to hit the floor? The thing is, though, yeah. is if the, if the playoffs began today, they would have to play the Trailblazers. Okay. They would beat the Trailblazers. I don't. I'm not sold yeah. on them. I I really thought, I think still that they could fall out. I like the Jazz a lot. Well, how do you get him in? Because I like Denver too. I don't think the Clippers yeah. are going to do anything else. They're a paper. It's amazing. Tiger. It's amazing that the Clippers are hanging in there, like after they've after their roster's been shaken up the way you know, like all of their guys. I mean, they got well, yeah. Shown, they've, they've got Jordan left. Well, that's but, no I mean, credit. To, that's is, no credit to uh, the coach over there, Doc Rivers. That's more mm-hmm. that the West isn't as good as it used to be. No, it's not. That's no, because you got either. all the all stars from the East in there. <laughs> a lot of them moved west, and it's not that it, it. I'll tell you this: I'm not sure that the West isn't as good as it used to be, but it's not as it's not as. Uh, I'm like, it, they've spread the wealth around a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think a lot of that has to do with that. I also think you've had the Warriors who've been in the finals the last three seasons, and they're they're not playing with the same intensity every night. Yeah, no, they're barely bringing it. They've lost 14 whole games. And yeah, we're, how about we're here, that? Yeah, we're yeah. here at game 61, 62. Can you imagine that? Up. People writing them off already. They've lost 14 games. Whatever. That's People are stupid. Stacked. I tell you, the Twittiots, they can really be something. <laughs> the Twittiots. They are, the Twittiots. It, and they're Twittiacy. I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just amazing. But, I like uh, you know, I really, at the beginning of the season, I have one of the guys from Welcome to Loud City, not sure. R.K. Anthony, my discovery. Okay. And All right. I, yeah, Sherm's I discovered awesome. him. Sherm's, Sherm. Sherm's on tomorrow, by the way. Uh, like, you'll have a great show because Sherm's, Sherm's the, I don't know if he's quite the wordsmith, Twittiacy, but, man, that guy can talk. He's a great well, conversationalist. There's very, few, there's, there's very few of us that can do this. <laughs> you know, but Twittiat is actually Tim Legler's. Oh, okay. And I use that at the draft. I had the pleasure that year I went to the draft after I got back from Greece and I was Mm -hmm. covering the NBA for fan-sided, I believe, at that time. I got the privilege of going to the draft, and I was sitting next to Tim Legler, and I got to know him a little bit. We were having fun. He's a great guy. You know, he's not – he doesn't make things up like some of the ESPN people. But uh, anyway, he was talking about Twitter, and people were attacking his kids on Twitter and calling Mm. his kids names. And he said, Twitty it. And I loved it because that's what I was looking for, Twitty mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, can I use that? He goes, brother, you can use it anytime you want. And I always that's give awesome. him credit. But Twitty C is mine, and <laughs> that's fair enough, my spinoff. And, and you can tell when I'm on Twitter, no one wants to come near me. They've all muted me, and that's fine. They didn't unfollow me. But at the end of the day, I picked, predicted that mm-hmm. all five teams in the Northwest would make the playoffs. I was real, I'm was i still sold on Utah, but I don't think they're going yeah. to. I love Denver, man. Denver's one of my favorite teams to watch, dude. Well, they 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 took it, they took two game two in a row in Denver against the against the Spurs team that was that was reeling during that ro- uh, rodeo road trip and, oh, and yeah. I expected I I did not expect the the game that we saw from the Spurs on Sunday against the Cavs I I really didn't but that team came out with fire in their belly and I'm like like a quarter of this intensity and you win at least one if not both of those games in Denver because it could oh they it, they, it, it jacked, stop, they, they jacked stop Cleveland. And Cleveland's yeah. playing a lot better, too. I think they made some great moves. They it's kind of hard to blow up your whole team. But when you have LeBron James, you know you, you can do team. that. You got to see. Yeah, because it's not that the East is weak. It's LeBron is better than everybody. Yeah. He beats people by himself. Look what he did. Look what he did the first time. The, I guess they would call it Golden State Cleveland 1.0, trying Ooh. to be hip and young, you know. 
um, darn near beat them with a yeah. broken team with with a bunch of G leaguers dragging them, dragging them in there. I know. You drug By him, the way, now we're talking. There. Now we're talking about the Warriors. Hmm. What do you think is Zaza Pakulia? So we're going to break off the uh, Southwest. Yeah, division yeah, well, as well. We, yeah. we'll get. We'll, well, I mean, it's uh, down. We've, we've already Mavericks talked about the only teams up. that matter in that division. Goodness, you're going to make me talk Zaza. I I have no I, choice. I, I, Zaza the terrible. Yeah. I have to talk about him every day, and I, it's all culminating. I'm back at Sonic's Rising. Did I tell you? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Another another one of my favorite guys running that side, Kevin. Oh. Kevin and, and Chris. They're Terrific. my buddies, man. So awesome. I, I got the chance to go back, and I did. Anyway, you got Zaza Pukui. Zaza. You know? He, he underchopped, uh, I guess that's what Dude. we call it now, underchopping Kawhi. Then he landed yeah. on Russell Westbrook the other night. That was so dirty. God, that play the was Westbrook so dirty. The Westbrook one? Yes. Oh, yeah. There was nobody that, around him. He landed on him perfectly. That was he a He saw everybody role. going down, and then – and then you can see hit anyway. I mean, you can. Uh, we'll talk about it. God, gonna, you know. I mean, here's the thing, though. Again. Here, here. Let's. I'll get off that for a second. <sighs> while we're still on it, did you <laughs> notice? Did you notice though? I know that there was a play going on, but did you notice how long it took for them to come down? Them being the Thunder players to come down and help Westbrook up. And um, did you also notice that no one, and I mean no one, retaliated for him? Yeah, it's, it's you. You come up to my MVP, and I'm going in your jaw. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, can you can, can you imagine if if Bertans was on the Thunder, <laughs> or or Ginobili? Ginobili, or Ginobili, you did that or, to Tim Duncan or Tony Parker. Ginobili would have broke you. Man, over his knee. He would have broke you. Your jaw would be in play in different. I'm, Time zones. It's it's and maybe and maybe that's part of, of why he did it because he knew he could because nobody was good, uh, gonna exactly. Oh, I knew you would say it exactly. You yeah. know what? That's exactly right. You know something? What they lost when they lost Kevin or when they lost Perkins mm. is they lost somebody who will stick up for folks. Even Ennis Cantor will at least stick up for you. They have not one person who will do that. Who's the enforcer now with the uh, with the Spurs? Davis Bertans, man. Oh yeah, but you know, know who else is Jeffrey Laverne. Oh, oh, you know what? Actually, I mean, I heard, I heard it. I've heard this. Let me let me tell you what some, I've heard. I'll put I'll put it this way: if he's a Spurs, if he's a Spurs enforcer, he's missed some opportunities this year. I'll okay, that's fair that enough. Way. But I heard if it gets dicey and you mess with somebody's star. And Laverne is on the floor with you. Mm. Laverne going to take care of it. Okay. Well, I heard that from an NBA player who was right. the well, guy. Look, I was his I like, teammate. I like Laverne. I, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I like his game a lot. The, I mean, the, the I was I was singing his praises in the preseason, just course, going nuts, so. just going nuts because he just he, never got the time, did he? Well, it, he he dislocated his finger early on, and it's messed with the shot and made it difficult to play him. But right. he's coming back. He's coming back now. He's had a couple of twenty-point games. Look out! Anyway, but um, but no, there's been some, like, I I was watching something happened. I was watching and I was looking to see if he would enforce and and he didn't. But maybe it was because it was a little bit too uh, too late in the game. Maybe it was because it was uh, I don't know. Maybe he's biding his time. Maybe it wasn't a star, you know. But there was he's had the, he's had the opportunity. And as I watched, I was like, huh. 
huh, I guess he didn't have it in him. But but if but if you heard from an NBA guy that he's got it in him, then then I'm gonna I'm gonna watch him like crazy at this point. I would because yeah, I'm telling you, we dude is built. Dude is we don't built do like that here. We, for sure. We don't we don't just pop off with rumors here. <laughs> you know the thing is is uh because it, it's just stupid to do that. I mean yeah. whatever. Yeah, Plus yeah, yeah. The, the, the sources listen to the show and they'll say, hey you dummy, why did you tell them that? You know, because uh, sometimes they say things that they really don't want you to repeat. Sometimes they say things they they know you will and they hope you do. But Laverne <laughs> being a tough guy is one of them. Time one of those wow. things. I'm sure. Okay. I'm, so you I'm, got Zaza the terrible, yeah. and after the thing with Kawhi, you you would have thought they that suspension would have mattered, but it doesn't matter. He, the guy is Zaza Zaza. You know, but here's it doesn't the thing, matter. Though. Here here's the thing though. Not to him. Here's the thing. Well, of course not. You go and talk to the Atlanta Hawks fans, and they think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, his his his, uh, his countrymen seem to appreciate him as well. They and the Warriors too. The Warriors love him. All-star. Yeah, I just you know what? Well, it's, if you're taking out guys who will beat you, you know, uh, <laughs> I would love you too. Oh, it's so frustrating. I just, again, it's it's NBA. It's consistency. It's it's dealing with stuff the same way every time. So that everybody knows where they are. People appreciate boundaries. They might bump against them right. to see if they're real. But when they're there, then they're like, all right, all right. Because then they know that they're going to protect them. That like that, that rule is going to be there to protect them if somebody else is doing the exact same thing that they're trying. Look, right? man, that whole closeout thing, that whole closeout thing, that you learn that when you're a kid. I, now, I'm an old kid now, but here's the thing. We learned that back when I was a little guy. Yeah. You always let the shooter come down. They know that. Yeah, he knows it. Zaza Pakulia played in Europe. Europe. Yeah. They don't do that. That's a jump shooting leagues, all of them. Mm-hmm. They protect the shooters there. He knows that. Yeah. If he says that he didn't know what he was doing, look, then he look, is it's, lying. It's the, obvi- it's the most obvious thing in the world. Obviously, you're talking about the, the Spurs Warriors uh, game one. Of, that of, ticked of me off because year, they right? were going to beat the Warriors last year. They were going to beat that. They were going to beat them that game. That's for sure. But the they were going to beat that, them in the series. That I, I would have loved to seen it. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was ready. I've never seen Pop look smugger in in my life than than he did. Um, you know, as they were as they were running up that twenty plus point lead. But the but but the thing about Zaza <laughs> is 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 the way that he talked about it afterwards. Going, I had I had no idea. I had no idea they were even calling it on me. Oh, he said, and it's like a suit. Look, first of all, he he felt Kawhi land on him, and then as soon as the whistle was blown, he was like grabbing his head. He didn't turn around. He didn't look around to go, wait, what? Who? You know, like the way you do when you don't know that it's on you. Right. He immediately yeah. grabbed his head. Like I can't. Like, it grabbed his head. It grabbed his ears. And like like you know, just like was oh pulling his hair. Like I can't believe you called it. I would what? Because he knew it was on him. Of course he did. Of course he knew. You know, he may not have tried to hurt him, hurt him, but he was letting him know, you shoot again, and I'm not letting you come down. I'm going to throw your shot off that way. Now, I wouldn't say that he went out to try to. Everybody in the arena knew his ankle was hurt. Well, of course, but but here's the thing. It's really hard to tell, to say he did it, tried to injure him on purpose. I don't think he had that outcome in mind. What he wanted Uh to do was make him uncomfortable the next time he went in the air. Okay, so so this is where I'm going to go beyond you. Cause, That's fine. Um, I've seen Zaza in, actually try to injure Kawhi before. Okay, that's fair enough. Right? I, he did, I he did that the, too. He did the, the Olenek um, love thing to, to Kawhi while they were tangled up on the ground, 
and tried to make you know and try to hold on to Kawhi's uh, arm leg spin right. it all around I remember that too and 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 that was that was that was like maybe the dirtiest play I've ever well, my seen. thing is, I I know all about that, and I agree with you. But here's the thing: my thing is, is I don't think that he knew it was going to be that severe. Mm. I'm that's my thing. What I'm saying is, I, he knew the guy. He was, my thing is this: when the guy closes out a shooter like that, if he doesn't let him come down, mm. he may not be trying to injure him as much mm. as he is trying to put fear Make in the shooter. Shot. So that he does it every time he goes up, yeah. he has an issue because every time Kawhi went up until that point, it went through the bottom of the net. It did every time, man. He was so on fire. That entire playoffs. I mean, it's a historic playoff run, cut short, right? Because by, that, by because, Zaza. Be, because that, be, by a goon. Yeah, a goon, a hockey player. That's what a ho- that's what hockey guys. Says, back in the old days, that's what. NBA Zaza's teams employed straight too. Straight up, straight up goon. A straight and up goon. What does he get for? Now here's the thing, though. Okay, we got the evidence, and we have consistency now when we see him do it to Westbrook. But yeah. you know what? Westbrook is so What's despised that it doesn't matter. The, no one, no one talked about it as much as they did Kawhi. But let me ask you this: Kyrie Irving did. No, Ky- who cares what he thinks? The world, the Earth is flat. <laughs> we don't care what he thinks. But uh, you know what? Here, this is my thing. If Westbrook gets hurt, though, mm-hmm. does Zaza get kicked out of the league? No, they they suspend him again, just like they did with Kawhi. You would think that a league that's been in the Thunder's pocket from day one, uh, man, and now they seem to be kissing everything that these Warriors allow to be kissed. <laughs> What in the world, man? That guy needs to be kicked out forever. Somebody's uh, going to get seriously hurt, and then what? Well, it'll be too late. Whatever they do, it'll be too late at that they point. They need to cool it is what they need to do. So give me a Spurs prediction before you go. We're running out of time, bro. I'm I'm going to say Kawhi does come back mid-March. He plays a full, he plays a full month of regular season ball. He goes in not as hot as he was last year. Well, I mean that that's up in the air. Even if he plays healthy the entire season, because that's just that his his because that's how good his playoffs were. Um, they 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 win the first round, uh, and they 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 make it to at least six or seven games if they don't if they don't win the, the their second round series, whoever it is. Sounds like a winner to me. I you know something? It's been so great having you here, dude. Really, thanks, Phil. It's been so many years we've worked together. Yeah, and I tell you what, I, I, big shout out to the Pounders. I love them still. I hope they still feel somewhere similar towards me. And if they don't, whatever my thing is, <laughs> I wish you all the best. We'll have you back on before the season ends, eh? Hey, absolutely. Love Since you're show. not doing your podcast no more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hello? Hello, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Hello? Can't hear you. You can find Hello? J.R. Wilco over at poundingtherock.com if you Hello? want Spurs information, if you're a fantasy player. And you want to get some Spurs Nuggets? That's where you go. Poundingtherock.com Next time coming up. Oh, coming up. J.A. Sherman will be here. I get to talk about the Thunder for an hour. Isn't that fun? I'm looking forward to it. Until next time. You all take care of yourselves. This is J.R.'s favorite part. Be good. And most importantly. Ladies and gentlemen. My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. 
My sister thanks you, and I thank you.